If you've experienced a DNA surprise, you know that your emotions can range from shock to denial to grief to anger to confusion to joy and around again. And sometimes it's hard to find people who understand this unique experience. Sometimes we feel a little stuck as we navigate this journey. That's why we created the DNA Surprise Retreat. At the DNA Surprise Retreat, you'll enjoy six expert-led sessions to help you process your DNA surprise. You'll eat delicious catered meals, and most importantly, you'll build beautiful friendships with people who understand you, all in a stunning private ranch facility in the Arizona desert. If you've had shocking DNA test results, know that you're not alone. This retreat is for you. Join us September 19th through the 22nd, 2024 in Phoenix, Arizona. Registration is open now. Reserve your space at dnasurpriseretreat.com. I'll see you there. definitely still that shock like I remember and actually I left there I started crying in the car and that was because I felt like I'm the cheater and I cheated on my father my dad Mm. right because he doesn't know about any of this right and I didn't like that I'm not the type of person that likes to keep anything I don't have any secrets in my life even the hardships I share you know on whatever social media like i I'm very open person. So the fact that he didn't know right off the bat really, really bothered me. And I, I made that clear to my mom. Like, I was like, how could you do this to him? Cause I already felt like she hurt him so much. And now I'm just like her keeping it from him. Imagine spitting into a tube, sending off your DNA and unknowingly turning your life upside down for me and thousands of others. This is our reality. I'm your host, Alexis Auerselt. In July of 2021, I discovered that I am an NPE, someone who has experienced a non-paternal event. In other words, my biological father isn't who I thought he was. This podcast shares the journeys of people who were shocked by a DNA discovery, mostly through modern DNA testing. We're telling the stories of NPEs, adoptees, and donor-conceived people and their families. This is DNA Surprises. Welcome to Season 4 of DNA Surprises. In our first episode of the season, Natalie shares her NPE story. When Natalie experienced her surprise, she had no idea that she was uncovering her mother's decades-long secret about not only Natalie, but her brother as well. So many of us are desperate for answers when we first uncover a DNA surprise. Natalie's story perfectly captures how we often learn more and more truths as time passes. Thank you for sharing your story, Natalie. Okay, Natalie, I'm 37 and I live in Vancouver, Canada. My life kind of went from very, very normal to so crazy in the, you know, in such a short time. So I was raised in a, you know, very average home, average income parents, dad's a peace officer, mom's a banker, um, you know, a good set of friends, got decent grades, didn't get in much trouble, you know, for it to turn (laughs) the other way was quite surprising. I didn't think anything, anything was different. And terms of my parents or relationships. Um, I didn't feel like the black sheep, I wouldn't say. I did have a younger brother who is five and a half years younger than me. I have seen the ads for 23andMe and Ancestry for a long time. I always thought, oh, that'd be kind of neat. Like, I, I think I know my, like, I was pretty sure I knew where my grandparents were all from. My mom was born in Europe. I knew what island she was from. So that wasn't going to be a surprise, but it was more just the combination of what my dad was that you know, kind of made me curious, not really even thinking about the DNA matches at that point. So I think it was on sale and like, okay, I'm going to get the ancestry um, kind of 
finally got around to doing it. Uh, you know, you'd get the notification that, oh, it's in progress. You know, I took a screenshot, sent it to, you know, my parents and my husband have like a group, WhatsApp, a WhatsApp group. And, you know, sent it to them going, okay, any secrets you want to let me know? Like, is my father on a yacht somewhere? Totally joking. Like, I, wow. Yeah, totally like joking. You know, my mom writes, oh, yeah, yeah haha, your dad's just on it, only has a fishing boat. Sorry, you know, referring to when I say dad, birth certificate, father. I feel really bad about all that now, <laughs> considering <laughs> my dad was in that group. And he didn't say anything. So, results come back and it was very different. Where's the Scottish? Where's, you know, there's a little bit of the English, but didn't see that Scottish I expected. And there was German and it didn't really make sense for 50% of it. The other 50%, they nailed it right down to the small little tiny island my mom was born at, you know, on. So it didn't make sense at all. I still didn't think to look at those DNA matches I was kind of just thinking it was that breakdown that I was going to get. So I screen again, screenshotted that, sent it to the same group. My parents in there going, what's going on? Is my grandpa, was he a German spy? Like, is there something like <laughs> totally not, still not thinking, you know, the worst, like still. And my mom's just going, oh, those are probably wrong. I said, well, then how did they get literally where you were born dead on? Like, and the other, like, I, I, again, still didn't think it was me that was going to be estranged or not biological. I, then I started, and this is, this is the first day I got the results back. Then I start going, oh, maybe my grandmother, like maybe she adopted my dad and he doesn't know. I just kind of went to that side of the family. Like, where could that have happened? Still not even thinking at all it was me getting goosebumps um, <laughs> thinking about it. Yeah. So you you kind of put the pieces together that there was an NPE, but it wasn't going to be you. It was somebody else. Exactly. And I'm the type of person that like, I got it. I have to know everything. Like, I'm just very curious. Always been that way. I want to know all the details. I'm very type A personality. I'm very organized. Um, I do, I did always enjoy the genealogy, the family trees and whatnot. I've done a lot of those on Ancestry. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was strange. And so I remember, I think it was the next day. I think my mom, again, like I said, just kind of tried to brush it off. Now looking back, she was trying to shut me up and just, you know, kind of get me to move past it. But I think deep down she knows me and she knows I wouldn't, I wouldn't stop. And then the next day um, she was uh, babysitting my kids. I was upstairs in my office working and I came down and I said, I think I know what happened. I think it might've been my grandma, blah, 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 you know, like, and she went white. Cause we, this is the first time I've seen her in person talking about it. And I, again, still didn't think any that it was me. And I said, you know something, what do you know? Still thinking mm -hmm. she knows something, but that it I, so naive. And she said, it was me. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? And she starts bawling, you know, bawling her eyes out, saying it was me that did it. Your f dad isn't your biological father. I thought he was, I, you know, and, and so I'm just literally in shock. Like, You'd think I would be mad, but it was, she was crying and I was consoling her saying, thank you for telling me. But like, realistically, that wasn't at all my attitude the day after and any other day since. So um, yeah. it's funny how I consoled her, but it was, I, I don't think it, it took a long time for me to actually believe that this was the case. And how long ago was this? This was... A year and a half ago and it was already a tough time because of covid and my job like there was no business we we're out of out of work i'm self-employed so it was it was tough anyways because especially because when you have you know nothing to distract you from it it's like you're thinking about it all day every day there's not you know you're already worried about you know, finances and stuff adding up. And then this just gets thrown on it. So I was actually, I would say in major shock for a couple of weeks, like I had no appetite. I think I lost like almost 15 pounds in two weeks. It was because I just wasn't hungry and didn't really, I guess, know how to process it because it was just like, couldn't believe it. It really couldn't. And then, so the day that she said that we ended up like I my husband was working from home in, in the basement. I go down, tell him like, I'm just like, I don't know. I, I still don't get it. I'm just, he's like, okay, well, I'll take the kids for a walk. 
you talk to your mother. Um, so we sat down and talked. I was surprisingly calm again, still not really realizing what's going on here. <laughs> like I am, but I'm, yeah, just totally shocked. And she said that, um, so her and my dad were married for five years. I knew that. And I always thought the always just said, oh, I just wasn't getting pregnant, you know, and eventually I did. So I knew that. I knew they took them a long time to get pregnant. Uh, she, I guess, took matters into her own hands and cheated on my father with her ex. Apparently, this not not a full-on affair for this reason. Um, and basically said that she heard an old wise tale that if you do that, you know, you'll get pregnant by your husband. I'm like, mm. really? I don't think that's the way it would work. Like, <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I didn't believe that. I just thought that's a very terrible excuse. Then I said, well, does dad know? She says no. And she said that she truly believed right off the bat that I was his, which seems so insane considering you try, you know, for five years. I don't know why she said it wasn't like trying like today's, you know, we was just yeah. seeing what was going to happen, not in a hurry, but and then, so I was like, immediately like felt terrible for him. And as I'm sitting there, I go, well, what about my brother? And again, she kind of hesitated and said, I did the same thing five years later. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he has no idea. I know that. So, I mean, I don't have a really great relationship with him. We've never been that close, but I did look at the DNA matches before she told me this. Uh, again, I, this was only a, probably within a matter of a day. I was already trying to piece it together, obviously, and uh, so did see someone who had a family tree. It was like, I think it was like a second cousin's family tree. So I was able to see that and even just said, like, how are we connected? Like kind of looking at each other's family trees, right? Before I knew the full story, trying to figure out just where they are on my dad's side or what. And she so she shared her family tree so i was even able to see names of people that are alive usually you just see the ones that are deceased but she shared it with me we still couldn't make the connection but i did see all the names and so now when my mom's telling me this i'm like what's his name so she tells me his name and i'm like you know then i look and sure enough he's on there right so it all started mm -hmm adding up like I because of course at that point you don't know you literally have this person you trusted for 35 six years um and don't know at that point what is the truth and what isn't right so even as she's telling me this information I'm questioning it right so yeah. but it checked out um that person was on there um and then of course I googled the name I find an obituary from 2016 uh, it didn't say, it said that he struggled with dr um, drug use most of his adult life. Um, and it did mention his son's name. So immediately I think, okay, I have a half brother. So I, I start like digging, you know, Facebook and doing all my little, you know, investigation. I see, I find a biological aunt. She's in her 70s. Yeah, or I think she's around 70 now. But I I mean, they. she had a pretty open Facebook profile. So I'm kind of mm -hmm. piecing things together. We even had a mutual friend, which is crazy. But I could kind of piece together that the, the son of my half-brother, who I thought was my half-brother, um, was raised by her, is what it, it seemed like. Like the way he... Okay you know, she'd referred to him as, I think her son, there is, I just, I noticed that there was, there was, um, seemed like she was the mother figure to him. And I think that even, he even called her that in one of the posts or something. So, I mean, and I assume that because, you know, it said there was drug use involved, maybe she adopted him or that was kind of my assumption. Didn't know at that point. How did you feel when you found an obituary and learned this about your biological father? it was so early on and I was still in shock I didn't really like I can't say I was like oh like darn I can't meet him I wanted to meet him at that point right like I felt but at the same time hearing that he had a tough life you know you're just like 
oh my gosh, that's terrible. Like you wish you could have helped. You had no idea, you know, and, but I also didn't know, did he even know about me? Did he even know her, what she was trying to do? I, I didn't know. According to my mom, she didn't know he had a drug problem. Uh, I don't think maybe at that time it was that bad. Um, Definitely Mm -hmm. progressed according to the ants and stuff. So I've gotten uh, more information later on. And I don't know, I was kind of a, because when I saw that half brother, I was like, well, now I definitely have to contact them because that was, you know, something that I guess, if, I guess, cause I can't meet him, you know, it's that, you know, connection. And again, this is still early on. So I, I usually jump into things pretty fast, but I was a little nervous that it was going to be too soon just for my mental health. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I waited, a, I think it was about three weeks just doing, you know, my online research, trying to figure it out. I found out that the family friends, like her young daughter was friends with, or maybe it was her, her boyfriend's friends with the half brother. Like I kind of knew everything before I connected with them, like, or thought I did. Mm-hmm. And I did eventually, because I wasn't really like, I could have looked her up in the phone book and just called, but that just seemed way too nerve wracking. So I ended up going back on the ancestry messages with that lady who would have been, I think it was, I think it was her husband that I had the DNA connection with. The He was like the top one out of all the connections. And I think he was would have been my biological father's first cousin, I believe. So I asked her, I just, I didn't tell her that I discovered this because I hadn't told anybody at this point. I just said, oh, this name of this lady sounds familiar. Any chance you have her email address? Because uh, I didn't want to do Facebook either because I know a lot of times if you're not friends, I don't receive it. And then I'd be right. all like, maybe she saw it and doesn't want to message me back. So I'm glad I didn't go that route for that reason. But I, she was a little bit like, oh, you know, well, can you tell me about yourself? And I'll let her know. You know, I kind of wanted to know. She even Googled me. She's like, oh, I saw your work website. I'm just like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so uh, she's like, you look great. I'm like, okay, well, can I just have that email <laughs> address? Yeah. <laughs> so she, I guess she talked to her and the biological aunt, not just saying, I don't know how she explained it, but um, she was fine with giving out her email address. So I sent her an email saying, this probably sounds pretty wild, but... This is what I discovered. And I figured, because I was kind of worried she wouldn't believe me, but at the same time, it's not like I'm trying to get his money. It's not like I don't have that DNA match to her cousin, you know, that like Mm -hmm. the lady did contact her. So there was obviously proof there. And I asked about the half-brother. So I got a reply like pretty, pretty quick. I think the same day. So the first thing she was like, you know, oh, wow, this is you know, amazing, but I didn't, you know, and I think she might've said at that point, there was a rumor or maybe in one of the emails, cause we had a few email exchanges back and forth, but that first one, she did say, Oh, about your half brother. Um, he actually did a 23 and me after his dad died and got matched with a father. Oh my And I was gosh. just like, no way. Like how, like here, like our situations are somewhat similar like that's I I've never met anybody that I know of that's gone through this and then suddenly it's all it's just in insane it's just insane so I you know I was just she still like gave his email address you know like said oh he'd love to chat with you kind of thing it seemed really really nice he's about 10 years younger than me so um yeah so it was all pretty insane and then um so a couple email exchanges we and then we eventually did talk on the phone and she was just the sweetest lady luckily the rest of the family didn't have any um drug issues or mental you know mental health issues I could see but she was very sweet very nurturing kind of especially because I didn't have my mother to go you know talk to about she was always willing make checking in with me texting me and and really really sweet right off the bat very similar personality to mine too so we could just talk on the phone for hours. So it was all pretty crazy. And apparently the half-brother was quite upset, even though he wasn't close with his or my biological father. Um, you know, she was the mother that raised him, the aunt, right? So even though that he thought that was his biological aunt. So I think just that, not having that connection was hard for him, it sounded like. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had much of a conversation with him about it because um, I don't want to bring up, you know, any anything that's painful because I know she said he didn't reach out like he didn't 
I think he might have sent an email like there was just basically one correspondence with that match and and didn't like meet him or anything just wasn't wanting to do that and he did keep his story private even from family members so it was kind of like her telling me not to say anything you know in terms of if I reach out to the other aunt and cousins and stuff and me saying please don't share mine either because there is a mutual friend you'll probably you probably already noticed on Facebook because I think at that point we were probably Facebook friends and um, basically just said we'll we'll keep things private and not you know if we're going to tell a friend not mention any names and and whatnot so um yeah so that was how it panned out but at the same time she you know talks about his death and it turns out that he was actually murdered so that was came as a total shock because i just assumed an overdose or you know because he wasn't very old so uh, i think he would have been in his 50s probably Mm -hmm. mid 50s at the time So that was tough. And it's, you know, it's kind of like I didn't want to ask questions, but if I don't, I'm going to just have these thoughts like what happened actually. And she basically said that he inherited some money because their mother passed away and everyone got inheritance and he wasn't quiet about it. And, you know, I I don't know if he owed somebody money or, but apparently they didn't end up getting it. So maybe they were just trying to get his pin number or something and, that was the consequence of not. Wow. Yeah. So it wasn't an overdose as you, as you know, I don't even know if it had to do with the drugs. I'm sure it was related to the people, you know, he surrounded himself with. He was a functioning drug addict. It sounds like to a point, like he had a high paying job um, where there is a lot of drug use, but basically would never lost his job, could go back to work and work when he wanted to. Right. So I'm sure he had some tough times and some, you know, better times, you know, they tried to get him help, but I think he was very secretive about it. I think even though they knew, I don't think it like, he still came to some family things. Wasn't, doesn't sound like he was that close with the child that she ended up raising, but she didn't end up adopting him either until he was an adult, like after he, the father passed away, but they've always been so close and she would, she was basically a single mother to him. So did you learn a lot about your bio father from your aunt, like in terms of just his interests and personality and things like that? Yeah, a little bit. I, I actually ended up meeting them again, probably quicker than I should have. I, you know, like it was one of those things where I should have been way more excited, but I was so nervous, but also it just didn't seem real yet. Right. Like I, they were emotional. I get there. She's bawling her eyes out. Right. Like kind of like I'm the piece of him that they don't have anymore. Right. right so, because of the other NPE. Exactly. And well, not even that, but because he's passed away. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty, and they were so sweet. So I met the two, two biological aunts, um, couple cousins and the half brother. I still call him my half brother, <laughs> but um, yeah, they had a cake that said, welcome to the family. Like they were just, just so, so sweet. So I, I really, that was kind of the silver lining for sure. Even though I can't meet my biological father, that seemed a lot easier, like less nerve wracking, even though I was nervous, it seemed like it was less nerve wracking, not as much pressure. And uh, I remember my mom being worried, knowing that I was going to meet them. She was worried they would not care, you know, like kind of, I'd feel like they didn't care and that because she knows that would have upset me. So, um, but they, they were great. It was, and I think at that point too, I was really starting to get into the depression. Like I was having nightmares about his death and it was causing me to not sleep, you know, much at all because I would just be dull. So it was kind of that anxiety and depression started really creeping in. I found out in December, so I was able to use like all my, you know, coverage. We have like $500 a year for coverage for counseling through my husband's employer. So it was good timing because I used that $500 literally in three weeks. I think I had like four Mm -hmm. sessions, like I probably could have used more. But then of course, January, it starts over. So I still kept seeing that counselor. So I'm really glad I started right away. And I also made sure my doctor knew, you know, because I just didn't feel right like 
it was such a yeah. roller coaster of emotions. One day might feel a little better, but the next day I'm like down, you know, it just was so all over the place. One day I'd want to try to fix a relationship with my mom. The next day I was so angry. I could never talk to her again. Right. It was weird. So, and then it started, like, I started thinking, well, like, cause she, she really, you can tell was like, oh, you're going to ruin our marriage if you tell him or you're going to, you know, like they're still married 40 years. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of that guilt was like, I don't want that on my conscience, but he still, if, if I'm saying I deserve to know, I deserve to know a long time ago, shouldn't he? That was kind of my thought process. At the same time, you don't know if there's different types of people. Some people might not want to know, right? They, I'm not like that. So it's really hard to understand or even, I mean, just guess which, which he would prefer, right? So he is more of a quite like definitely different personality than me. Yeah. So it was, it was definitely a struggle and I was just basically trying to get her to tell him and I tried and tried and she'd say she was going to and never tell him. And so it wasn't till about a year after I discovered it that I said, because he started really sensing like he knew something was wrong between us basically that whole year. And he started basically acting like I was just causing these fights and being hard on me about it. And all I'm thinking is like, if you only knew, if you only knew you yeah. would be on her side, even though you don't know what, you know, you're just making assumptions as to what you probably think were arguing about, or I don't know if she's telling him something. So that's when it got to the point that I'm like, this isn't fair that he's blaming me for our relationship issues between me and my mom. So that's when I told her, if you don't tell him, I'm going to tell him he's coming over in two hours. And I had already arranged that with him. That was crazy in itself. And this is now a year after I first found out. Mm -hmm. And it um, turns out he did play hockey with the guy. So he would know his name like in high school, because they're all from high school. This was my mom's mm -hmm. first boyfriend. Okay. So, and her and my dad ended up being high school sweethearts. I think that he went to a different high school, but they grew up in the same area and whatnot. So. so she tells him before he comes over to your house? Yeah, and I don't even know how. It seemed like he didn't know a lot. I don't know if she just like left and sent him a text. I don't really, you know, I didn't ask. But he, when he walked in, I didn't think she told him. Because he was so, it was so normal. And so I was like, okay, she didn't. And then I'm kind of like, so do you know why you're here? Because I had said I have something to tell you when I arranged it. And he goes, oh, yeah, mom said that. Like, he kind of just had the, like, he didn't have a lot of details. But he didn't seem bothered. I was, like, hmm. really, I don't know. I was just, like, thinking maybe she didn't tell him the truth. I don't know. But then he did know. Like, he did so I thought maybe he suspected this just the way he, but he says, no, I didn't. And he had no reason to lie. And, you know, like, cause realistically he's, you know, as hurt as I am. Right. If, if they weren't in, you know, if, if yeah. he didn't know early on, either way, he got cheated on and then not told. Right. My mom still to this day is like, I, I was convinced. I think she really, really worked hard at convincing herself I was his. Right. Obviously yeah. there's a possibility it could be either. Sure. But, and I, I look a lot like her. I don't look like okay. my dad or even biological father that much. Right. So mm -hmm. it's, yeah. So I, I, I get why she did that. But at the same time, she mentioned something about how every time the phone rang when you were little, I would be like, Oh my God, you know, worried that he would get involved or try. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, when I first talked to my mom on that day, she told me when we sat down and talked, I did ask because I knew he had, I'd already, I guess looked up the obituary when I was with her and saw some aunts and, you know, siblings listed. And I said to her, had you ever met his siblings? Cause obviously, you know, him, he was your first boyfriend and she does swear it wasn't an affair. It was like, a two-time thing but I said had you met his siblings and she said no I haven't met them she said but we did go to um your family friend it's a family friend I'm still friends with to this day and we're the same age so we did go to his first communion at a catholic church and I saw um your biological father's brother and I was like oh how did you know it was him she goes well, he looked just like him, but also I saw his 
twin daughters' names in the program because they were having their first mm-hmm. community. So we were just guests to watch it. But she obviously saw the same last name and put the pieces together. And I thought, oh, weird. And then, um, so I was literally watching my cousins get, you know, their confirmation yeah. at, at seven years old. I, we all would have been seven years old because they're the same year as well. So that was that. I didn't really think anything of that. But when I first uh, emailed that biological aunt, she said in her, I think, initial email, the first or second email, she said, did you by chance have your first communion at a church? And she told me the city of it, of the church, and it matched up to what my mom was talking about. And I'm like, whoa, this is strange. Like, what's happening? Yeah. Because she didn't know my mom had said that. Like, I didn't mention it. And I didn't, I didn't want to go into the story. I just said, why you ask? And she said, oh, because we were at my niece's first communion. And there was a, a lady there that, like, your biological father was there too. We were, the whole family was there to watch. And he pointed at a lady and said, oh, I've been with her. I wonder if that little girl's my daughter. Wow. She could even remember like what I was wearing. And she said, you know, I didn't think anything of it really just because of his lifestyle and, and, you know, his mental health issues. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but she did say that was kind of, there was a rumor sort of thing. And probably from that, or maybe he mentioned it to, to someone else, but I'm like, he saw me. That's when I realized he actually did see me once. And he did wonder. Yeah. Even if it was briefly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So So your dad, your birth certificate father, dad, took it all in stride, it seems like. How are your parents doing now? Well, I wondered how it would go because I thought that I was going to end their, this is ending their marriage. And I say I was going to end their marriage because that's what I was told that I was going to be doing if I told him. But again, I thought, I'm not, this was your decision to do. This was your decision to not tell us or not. I said, if you really wanted to know, you could have taken a piece of our hair off the pillowcase and done a test without us knowing if you really, you know, like Mm -hmm. you really cared to find out for, for my sake. Right. Um, But no, she wanted to just believe it and leave it at that. So he definitely is the type that bottles things up for sure. He doesn't talk about his feelings. He would never ever in his life go see a counselor because he wouldn't even think that would help or he has any reason to. So I wondered how I didn't think they would stay married to be honest because I know I like that's that's a pretty big deal. That's not just cheating on someone that's doing it with the intent of having children and I did mention to my dad when I did see him that day like I I didn't know if she had mentioned my brother and I didn't want to bring it up because like I said I don't really have a relationship with my brother I didn't really feel like it was my place and I didn't want to make it worse either but I did say something like I somehow tried to dig about like did does he know so I did say something just like oh I wonder if he knows about this and he said oh yeah your mom told me that it happened again like so so she did tell him Mm-hmm. that um does your brother know he just found out probably four or five months ago he found out about three months after I t- like my dad found out so yeah it was all and I did say to my and I wondered because I'm like I if I had my brother's address I would have like anonymously left a you know left ancestry mm-hmm. on his doorstep I, I didn't think he'd ever be interested in doing it though like I don't, didn't think if he even got it as a gift he would do it and I was kind of like thinking that my dad wouldn't want him to know like it sounded like they wouldn't tell him which is mm-hmm. kind of bad because now you know now it's two parents lying about it instead of right. one and now it's mm-hmm. although I, I couldn't also really like confirm that my brother was because there was no DNA test like we know she did that but I didn't want to be the one to tell him and him do the DNA test, it not pan out. And then I'm, you know, he gets mad at me or I also was scared to tell him because I thought he'd tell everyone about me, you know, like share my story when I didn't want it shared at that time. Um, And I did say when my dad was there that day, I did, he did seem really concerned about who knew. And I had only told my, it's my mom's cousin, who's my godmother. And 
some friends, they, I didn't mention them, but I just said the only one who knows him was her. And my mom ended up telling her not because she wanted to, but because I real like, I, I said to her that my counselor asked if, asked if I had another mother figure to talk to. And I said, the only one I can think of that I'd want to talk to is my godmother. And I said Mm -hmm. to the counselor, I said, but I can't tell her like my mom would be so mad. It would just cause more issues. And she said, why do you think you need permission from your mom to tell your story? And I was like, that's so true. But I told my mom this, like, you know, and she ended up telling her for me and that was, she was in shock too. So she would come over every now and then and we just, you know, talk about it. She was crying that first time, like, cause it was like, she basically, my mom was like a sister to her. And because my mom and dad were high school sweethearts, she was their flower girl in their wedding. She remembers, you know, them being together her most of her life. So yeah, it was a shock to her as well. And, but I know I could trust her. So to not, you know, share it and still do. And I told, I told some friends and I tried to make it where the ones I told weren't going to be the ones in the same room as my dad. Cause my dad at the time didn't know. And I didn't want anyone uncomfortable because uh, they knew something so personal that he doesn't. I told a couple of friends, you know, in different provinces. Um, yeah. The ones I could trust. Like I, I have some really great friends. So to this day, are you keeping a secret for your dad? Or do you feel like you can talk about it openly? No, it's a part of it's for him. I don't, I guess, I guess for me, I'm normally open. I'd like to be able to share, but then I also wonder like, do I want to be the gossip, you know, be gossiped about in the families, right? My dad's side, my mom's side, it's, I know it will happen. It's not like everyone's Mm -hmm. close to me and will, you know, like my mom doesn't talk to certain people and like some siblings in her family. So they, you know, be talking about it. I didn't like thinking that I'd be the topic of, of their, you know, kind of like, I'd like to share with maybe more people in my life, but I don't know that I'd be ready to, to do that. I also had my mom's mental health to consider because she always made it like, oh my God, if anybody knew I'd have to literally leave the country. Um, but it could be worse. Like, I don't know if she'd be suicide. Like I was really worried about that because she really cares about what people think of her. And, um, and that would be very embarrassing for sure. Like I couldn't imagine how embarrassing that would be. And, but when I mentioned it to like, with my dad asking who knew, he seemed very concerned about that. And I said, like, you know, I can keep it to myself. And he's like, okay, yeah, good. Like, you don't need your grandmother knowing this and like his mom and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, and that's true too. I guess I would always wonder if I told everyone, are they treating me differently? Are they, you know, like I might be in my head where I, even though they're not, it, I, I think it seems like it. Right. So there's, there's a, there's, it could go, it can go different ways. So I don't really know how it would be, how it would Mm -hmm. be taken and how I'd feel after the fact. So I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing, but my dad, my birth certificate father really didn't want people to know. And, Mm -hmm. and it is embarrassing for him as well. So there's definitely a lot of shame on my mom's end, but on his end, with him choosing to stay with her, if he does continue to stay with her. So their relationship hasn't really seemed like it's changed, but I also haven't seen a lot, you know, a ton of them because I really still distance myself from my mom. I mean, it's, he stopped blaming me for us fighting, (laughs) but. Have you talked to your brother at all? I know you said you aren't close, but have you talked to him about this? He texted me saying he did a test and my mom told him everything. Can I call you? And I said, sure. Like normally I wouldn't even like he's, he's also had uh, struggles with mental health and addiction in the past and said some terrible things to me that, you know, are really hard to get past and, and even ongoing. So I used to just like ignoring a lot of these bad texts that, you know, don't help to, to get involved with Um, Mm -hmm. this though. Like I, I felt bad for him because I just went through this, terrible year in a bit and he just seemed so so about the family name and so like I thought actually I would have taken it better because I was actually in the process of adopting a child internationally um, before we surprisingly did 
conceive our first daughter, but we had fertility issues, me and my husband for six years and we're in the process uh, of adoption. So really like to me being biological didn't matter. It really didn't. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was actually surprised how much this did affect me based on that. But I think just that betrayal in itself and, and, and not having that identity you know, and I have friends that have also like have adopted from the same country. We were like that I met through the adoption process. And uh, when we had the social worker do the home study and, and come over and it was very clear that you tell them as early as possible, read them stories are not going to understand it, but you read them those books about the animals taking in a different, you know, different kind. And so that that's what we were planning on doing. We would never have, have kept that to ourselves right because mm-hmm. I know that would have been hard to to handle not that I had at the time but it just sounds like it would be now it's like holy cow that's a the identity crisis and right so it wasn't about the biology to you it was about the secret not knowing and that upheaval yeah I mean a combination I guess to a point but I don't feel like uh, if I had the like if my father was biological we'd be any closer right? We're right. We're super close, but we were close. Like it was a good relationship. And I did have, like I said, a good upbringing. I had lots of opportunities. I, and one thing that really, really bothered me still does to this day is at one point, my mom called me ungrateful as if Mm -hmm. like, because I'm mad about this, you know, my whole childhood was a sham and I'm ungrateful for, for the childhood I had. And I think, and the fact too, like, basically I took it as like her thinking she's mother Teresa, like, well, you had the better father, obviously in the end. Sure I did, but you lied about it. You know, like it just, that, that was hard. And even to this day, she said, sorry for it, you know, eight months later, but even to this day, that still really bothers me that I'm coming off as ungrateful because that's not what I'm not ungrateful. I, right. I'm still, I'm still blessed for what I had, but part of you feels like you lived a lie. Yeah. I'm a very sentimental person and little things like, Oh, here's my dance costume from when I was seven years old. Like that stuff I would keep. Now I can barely look at that stuff. Mm. Funny enough. Yeah. Even though I'm not ungrateful, I did have a lot of opportunities, like not every kid got to do dance class and whatnot, but it's, it's, it's like that sentimental value kind of left with, with this whole thing. Yeah. You know, a lot of NPEs and people that have experienced DNA surprises talk about the importance of that medical history. Yeah. So yeah. knowing that your biological father had mental health and substance abuse issues and then seeing that translate to your brother having them is that something that you've thought about 100 percent. like I'm really feel lucky that I didn't dabble in drugs and like because there's a genetic factor for sure you know that's become more clear recently with studies and my counselor mentioned it as well and so I'm I wish I had known um because what if I was going to, you know, in my high school years, do something. I'm lucky I didn't, but would have been good to know for that reason, you know, like, yeah. um, and when I thought about my brother, I wondered if he was just like a clone of what my biological father was, right? Like, I didn't know if my biological father was like a, that great of a human being. It's hard. Some people pass away. You, you hear the best, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe if I get into it with the half brother, I'll, I'll get more, you know, more insight to how he felt growing up. I feel really bad that I wasn't there for him as he's obviously gone through a lot um, yeah. prior even with having a father that wasn't there that much and into drugs, picking drugs over you. And I really feel bad that I wasn't there for him. And that's probably because I'm 10 years older. He, he didn't really have any way. He didn't have any other siblings that, that could relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up finding out through the other aunt. She said something when we went for coffee not too long ago. She said something about how she's pretty sure that my grandfather contacted my mother at some point. And at that, at that point, I thought my mother told me everything. 
I need like all the secrets. I didn't know which, which, what was the truth, but I didn't really think there was any other big secrets. I think I thought I got it all. So she didn't really know though. She, like the aunt just thought she heard that he, but didn't know why, didn't know anything. Of course, I'm assuming it's because he heard about me. Why else would he meet with her? So, but mm -hmm. my grandfather passed away. So I can't even, you know, I don't even know. All I, all I could do is ask my mom. And I tried to word it with my mom like, oh, this is what I was told. Tell me what was said so I can see if it's the stories match. Even though I didn't have a story. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. And what did she say? She said that it was just after the half brother was born and that he contacted her because he knew where she worked. And so they met up for coffee and it was him trying to convince her to basically get together with his son and raise his child with him. And that I, she, she claims I wasn't even mentioned. What do you think about that? Well, it seems strange that considering she never met him, I don't know, maybe it was his son just saying, oh, that woman would have been a good mom. And they were basically at that point knew that the biological mother wasn't going to be good for this child. So yeah, it was kind of upsetting. I'm kind of thinking, I think I said to her, well, you didn't tell him that you might have his grandchild at home, right? Like she didn't have anything else to say, but um, she basically told him, apparently she told him that she's not going to leave her husband and she's happy, kind of, we're fine. And that was that. So I don't even know if the biological father knew about my brother. Like, I don't know when they stopped communicating. I did ask, I did ask um, prior to finding about the first communion, I did ask if he knew about me. And she said that he, she did see him um, once after, like he stopped by her work and he asked like, oh, like she knew she had a baby and said, oh, was, is she mine? And my mom was like, I don't know, you know, who knows? And he said, okay, well, according to my mom, he said, well, don't, just don't come to me for child support. And apparently she gave him a picture of her and I or something. So, oh, wow. I mean, I guess nobody knew, you know, nobody had confirmation, right? But everyone knew it was a possibility other than my dad, my birth And are you getting these little bits of information just over time? You're finding like more little bits as it goes. Exactly. And the fact that like, I thought my mother learned her lesson to come clean and then that happens eight months later. It's like, you forgot that piece of information, you know, like really you forgot yeah. your biological grandfather, right? Like, so who knows how much there is. You and your mother are not as close now. Do you have any hope for repairing your relationship? Um, the hope is mostly for my children because they've always been really close with her and my uh, birth certificate father. It's more at this point for them. And I think it was, that was a big concern for her too. When it all happened is like, I can literally say you're never seeing my children again and me. Right. I think that was a big worry for her too, but I don't want to do that to my children. When, when mm -hmm. I thought about like when she was saying, don't tell your father about it, it's going to ruin our marriage. My thought was, so then when my kids, like, I'm not going to lie to my kids, like you lied to me. So when my kids get old enough or want to do a DNA test, but actually even old enough to ask me about their ethnicity, I'm not going to lie about it to them. But then what? I'm going to say, don't tell your grandpa. So I'm going to tell them to lie, just like you're telling me to, right? So it just right. felt like I was just becoming her even more if I do that. But I wasn't going to lie to my children. There are certain times where something she says or does really, really just sets me off. So it's hard to totally forgive somebody and move on. And I don't even know if I'll ever be able to get there. I hope so. But I know that trust's never going to come back for sure. It's never going to. But if I can, you know, just basically what I've been trying to do at this point is just try to be able to be in the same room with her, maybe converse a bit, but it not mean I'm going to leave and be more upset. Working on it, still seeing a counselor, but I really, really felt like by now I should be, should be further on, but I know everyone has their own, own pace. So I know you said you, you're in counseling and you've had, you've 
have good mm-hmm. days and bad days, but where would you say you are overall in your NPE journey now? Um, I'm doing pretty good. So I had to be on like antidepressants and anxiety medication for about, it was about a year and it was just really lucky to, obviously I wasn't working during, it was basically like I'm back right now because um, I work in the event industry. So it, it's been a long time since I've had employment, like full-time employment for the counseling. I was able to get the crime, there's the crime victim assistance program for immediate families. So I was able to get 36 free hours of counseling, um, Mm. which will last me a long time, which is great. But I really needed that because just already the stress of paying our bills when I'm not getting my income, we're just solely on my husband's and paying for the kids to still be able to do swim lessons and all that. Right. So, um, so I was really lucky because I, if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be able to see a counselor as often. And I don't think I would be even, uh, where I am now. It's just one of those things too, even, even just talking about it with anybody, with someone that's supportive, I shouldn't say anybody, it just feels better. So, and my husband, yeah. he's been my angel when I went through that depression and really wasn't sleeping well and just wanted to lay in bed all day, even though I couldn't sleep. He would, he would handle the kids and work as well and take them, you know, to school and, and do all that. He really stepped up and he was, he's always been really good, but he, he knew I needed it. So that was, a blessing in disguise. I, I'm very grateful for him. So yeah, so I know it's it's hard for a lot of people though, because it's, you know, it's very expensive. So I was, I'm very yeah. grateful that I got yeah. that. What advice would you offer a parent who is keeping a DNA surprise from their child? Tell them right away. Um, although when I do look back, I do think there was times in my life that that would have been very hard, you know, certain ages where, especially as a teenager, hormonal girl, you know, that I know that, that I, I was at a good place in my life now when I did find out about it. Yeah. But my thought would be earlier, the better for sure. And sort of like you plan to with, with the child you were going to adopt, you were going to tell them right away. Exactly. What advice would you offer someone who just discovered that they're an NPE? Um, for sure, get a counselor, keep those people in your circle and, you know, talk to them, the ones you're close to that would be supportive and talking about it is, is the biggest thing for sure. But also having some like a medical professional check in with you. Cause if I didn't have that doctor to say, let's just try some antidepressants, you know, I wouldn't know if I needed them because when you're have a shock like that, of course, you're not going to be your normal self, but I don't know where, where does it get to the point of depression or anxiety? I just knew I was going through a lot. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story. I hope that your journey continues in a positive direction and that you find peace. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening.